0: Oh great, Dave's on the soapbox again for his dumb podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Oh, uh, 20 minutes of Dave telling us what we're doing wrong and now it's actually you're doing everything fine. I'm the one who's made the mistakes and that's why there is a book called Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything and other shit I learned the hard way. Uh, because it's all about learning from my mistakes. And hey, I've talked to you a couple of times too. People on the podcast and people that listen have said, hey, tell me a mistake that you've made that you've learned from. And I've always got that invitation open. Send me an email to dave ryan at kdwb.com. But we're going to talk about some of the things that I've made mistakes or watched other people make mistakes and learned from. Uh, even though the book is called Take a Shower show up on time, and don't steal anything. It's funny because I've never really made those three mistakes except one, maybe one and a half. Which ones are they? Well, I take a shower every day. I don't think I ever smell bad. Um, but there was a time when I was a kid, like third grade, I remember clearly hearing my mom say, Dave, you got to take a bath tonight. You haven't had a bath in three weeks or was it two? I don't remember, but for a third grader, sweaty, grubby, dirty little third grader, I'm sure I did not smell good. Three weeks. What the hell? Okay. The other one, uh, steal. don't steal anything. Uh, I stole a plunger um, when I was probably 19 years old from the radio station I worked at. I needed one, so I stole one. I don't know why I didn't go buy one, I don't know, but I'm not. I don't steal things and show up on time. I've never had a problem with that. I'm usually there about five minutes early. So, so what have I done that I pass along these lessons? Oh, plenty. Check out the book; it's available at Amazon. So, we're going to jump right in with the chapter that it wasn't really a mistake. It was just kind of a lesson for me. It is chapter number twelve: Coach Your Kids' Soccer Team. And here we go. I've never played soccer outside of gym class in junior high. So when my six-year-old daughter's soccer team needed a coach, I was the worst possible choice. I did it anyway. Do you want to know why? Because no other parent volunteered. As you probably guessed, our team sucked. I think we scored one goal all season. Let this sink in. One goal all season. Now, the other parents knew they couldn't complain about my coaching because they didn't offer to coach after all. I noticed a similar, similar problem when my son was in Cub Scouts. Like in most organization um, organizations, the same three people do about 90% of the work. We're lucky you're now in Boy Scouts. Carson's got another year left in Boy Scouts till he's too old for it. Um, but we got a better group, and we get a lot more parents helping out, which is nice. The chapter continues. It amazes me that there are parents who never even consider helping out. Hey, she's your kid. You probably should help out with some of her activities. You don't have to be an expert camper or former pro baseball player to lead a bunch of kids. Just being a good, reliable and helpful person is enough. Besides, your kids are growing up fast. You might as well help out with their activities so you can spend a little more time with them. Isn't that the truth? you know, as as I've gotten older and started to realize, you know, a lot of people, they don't volunteer for soccer. Or Boy Scouts, or whatever, because they're already volunteering with something else. And so, you know, I got to be a little bit more forgiving of that. But I think that there are still the parents who they say, I'm so busy. Well, I know, and we all are, but you got to help out with that. So there's a a little something volunteer, coach your kids' soccer team. I'm going to throw this out at you because it has something to do with kids. And it is Steve's post on um, Instagram from a couple of days ago. When did he post this? It looks like he posted it, eh, I'm not sure, about a week or so ago. Uh, if you follow him, it's Steve LaTart. Steve, L-A-T-A-R-T. Uh, and he has a picture of, um, it looks like a robot next to a spaceship with um, stars in the sky. And it says, Dad. And here is Steve's description. I think you're like this. A picture by my six-year-old. Is it strange... Is it, is it strange that it still feels strange to say I'm the father of a six-year-old boy? Dave Ryan says, cherish the moments because while it doesn't happen all in a blink, it does go by pretty quickly. That's not a direct quote, but you get the idea. Well, the direct quote is, um, you know, people say time flies. It doesn't fly by, but it does go by. And there have been times when Allison was little, like eight years old or 10 years old, and I'm thinking, this doesn't fly by, but it goes by, and someday... It will become a memory. That little kid that you have that's growing up, the childhood that you're experiencing right now, it will become a memory, even though it does not fly by in the moment. Uh, The other day, Steve goes on, um, the other day Isaac, his son, did something that reminded me of something Carson said to Dave about 11 years ago. Uh, It was the first time Dave and I had ever spoken. He told me about Carson climbing up on his lap, giving him a hug and saying, we haven't done this in years. At the time, I was 25 and I didn't understand it. On Sunday, I was sitting at the table paying bills. Isaac climbed up on my lap and drew this picture. I told him I loved it because I do, but he's drawn me a million pictures. And while I didn't say, thanks, kid, now scram, I also didn't realize that he was doing that for me because I'm his guy. I may be writing this because it's after 9 p.m. and he's asleep and the house is quiet. But in this moment, I realize what Dave was saying 11 years ago. Hey, you know what? We all know that. Uh, treasure your kids spend time with them there's a um, chapter in my book called don't push your kid's snooze alarm which is really easy to do and I've been so guilty of it especially when Carson was younger I was at a really busy point in my life always had something to do and life was uh, work was so important that the kids sometimes took a back seat honestly it's not right but but sometimes they did and uh, I would push their snooze alarm Carson would say dad let's do this or dad look at this dad look dad take a look at this yeah, hold on, Carson, one second, hold on. And after a while, he'd be okay with it. He'd be like, okay. And, uh, but then I started to realize I don't want to push their snooze alarm. So you have to once in a while, dad, mom, look at this right now. Hold on, I'm in the middle of something or I'm on the phone, but don't let it be. I'm on Facebook or hold on, I'm playing words with friends. Don't push their snooze alarm too many times. You know what? The the time does not fly by, but it does go by. And Carson is 17. He'll be 17 in another couple of weeks. And uh, we treasure every moment that we get with my boy, Carson. All right. So let's move on and talk about some other things that I wanted to talk about here. Um, We've all been talking about the empowerment of women. And last week on the show, we had a very cool discussion about uh, empowering boys as well, and how you should not have to tear down a boy or men in general in order to build up women. And I think sometimes we're guilty of that. We tell boys, and you heard this discussion on the podcast last week and on the show last week, but I got kind of a follow-up. And that is um, that we were talking about how You know, we say that uh, girls rule and boys drool or that boys are evil. Oh, you know, you expect that because he's a boy. And I think that we're sending a message to boys and to men and to young men and even to women that boys just are naturally shitty. And they're naturally sexist and rude and mean. And they're just, you're going to have to deal with them because boys are kind of shit. And I think that is so wrong. And I hate that message. I hate the message, you watch you know, movies or commercials, and the buffoon, the stupid idiot that doesn't know how to take the lid off a jar is always a guy. Uh, The one who doesn't know how to cook when the wife is out of town is always a guy, he's always the dumbass. So we send this message to boys, and young boys are just as impressionable as young girls and just as important, I think you would agree, uh, that they are stupid somehow or evil or mean and it's a wrong message I don't want that message sent to your kids to your boys to the men in your life or to the girls in your life because it's not true because think about this and we all know this there are some men who are just the nicest and some boys who have the softest kindest shy heart of all time maybe not shy but you get the idea and there are girls who can be really shy and very sweet but there are girls who can be little hellions and not very nice and I think it's just stupid to send the message that boys in general are this way and girls in general are that way and this is not to get into the whole political thing about well we're gender gender neutral at my house and I don't make my boys play with uh, guns and I don't make my girl dress in pink and that's fine I totally am down with that I don't think that's even worth discussing so I don't bring that up but I think it's more the tear down boys to build up girls and i don't think we need to do that here is my message today and and forgive me if i repeated if i put this on an earlier podcast i may have but i think it's such a good story that i want to throw it out there again my grandma uh, died when i was about 15 years old and i never really knew her that well We'd go see her once a summer, and we'd see her maybe on Christmas and things like that. But uh, she lived in Montana. We were in Colorado, and so we didn't fly anywhere. We drove, and it took a while to get there. So we'd see her once a year. I didn't know her well, but she was shy and very sweet. And the story goes, the reason why she was so shy is because when she was about five years old, I mean, even All those years ago, five year old girls and five year old boys probably haven't changed all that much. They still wanted to show off and get attention. When she was about five years old, my grandmother's mother, so my great grandmother, had a friend over, probably for coffee or to play bridge or whatever old ladies did back then. And uh, my grandmother came in the room and was trying to show off and talk and be silly and get attention. And her mother said to my grandmother, She said, Helen, be quiet. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Ouch. That stuck with my grandmother the her entire life. And I think it always made her hesitate a little bit before she joined the conversation because that didn't just bounce off of my grandma at five years old. It sunk in. And she must have gone back to her room and sat and thought about it. And maybe slept on it that night and maybe woke up the next morning and while she was doing her chores, because they lived on a farm, maybe she still thought about it. And maybe a day later, it was, and all those years later, it was still there. Hey, listen, in the heat of the moment, we all say things that we don't mean and that are hurtful that we don't mean. I've done it. Shoot, I've done it with my kids. I told Carson, I said, one time, He was driving me crazy. He was about five years old. I said, why do you got to be so fucking weird? And as I said it, I said, I can't believe I'm talking to my five-year-old that way. But I was annoyed and he was being weird. But I I asked him, I asked him later, I said, do you remember that? And he said, no. Thank God he doesn't remember it. Um, But we do that sometimes. I'll give you another example. Um, maybe, you know, me and I love meeting people and, you know, we go out to places with the station and I just have the best time because I feel like I know the people that listen to the show and I walk by, if we're at a bar, I walk by and they smile. So I know they listen and I stop to talk and they'll bring up something that we have in common or something that they heard that was funny or whatever. So I love that. I truly do. Uh, but when I'm out with people who like in a different setting, like a work group or something like that, I'm a little bit more quiet, like if I go to Fallon's party or if I go to Steve's house for a Super Bowl party. I'm not the guy with the lampshade on my head. I'm just not, and I never will be, and i never tried to be. It's not me. Uh, but I remember one time it kind of stems back from, I was about 22 years old, maybe 24, something like that. And we were at a work party. We we're all sitting at a round table. There was a big, like a ballroom full of round tables and it was fun and we were laughing and I was on one side and the guy that did the midday show was on the other side and we were laughing and I was being funny and I thought I was just being so clever and entertaining. And he looked at me and he goes, you are acting really weird tonight. And I thought. Oh, well, I thought I was being entertaining. I did not say anything, but that stuck with me because when I was trying to be entertaining and funny, it came across as weird. And so therefore, I always kind of hang back a little bit in like party settings and things like that. Or at least I don't try to be somebody that I'm not. I'm not the life of the party and I'm okay with that. I'm the guy who encourages the life of the party to douse himself in kerosene and set himself on fire. I'm that guy, but I'm not the life of the party. But think about things before you say them. And sometimes if you say them, know that it's okay to go back and say, you know what, I know I said this, and I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it that way. And feel free to apologize because I think that's another chapter in my book. Sometimes you just need to to apologize. Allison, my daughter, was going to be on the podcast this week to talk about why people love bloggers and people who do videos on YouTube because she was watching a video on YouTube of a girl just, just takes video of herself going through the day. And Maybe next week, Allison will be on the podcast and we'll talk about what this woman does. She's probably Allison's age, 25 or 26, and it's just her putting on makeup and unboxing and shopping and cooking and whatever. And Allison is Fascinated by it. And I said, why? And she said, I can't even describe it. I'm not sure if it's voyeuristic or what, but she just loves it. So next week on the podcast, we're gonna talk to Allison and maybe you have somebody that you follow. And I'd love to hear about that. And maybe they're really interesting. Maybe we all want to follow them. Send me an email to Dave Ryan at KdwB.com. I follow some female pilots on Instagram, and they're interesting because I love airplanes, and they're also gorgeous. They're ridiculously gorgeous. They're I think they're from Amsterdam and they're all friends. Uh, and they are, they are I mean, they're tall, thin, gorgeous models, but they also happen to be airline pilots. I'll give you one to follow, for example. You don't have to follow her. Just go check her out. Uh, go follow, um, here we go, Pilot Maria. Pilot Maria is gorgeous, and she's a pilot. And my God, what a privileged life. She flies all over the world, and... And takes pictures of herself wearing products and doing things that people pay her to do. Pilot Maria. Another one is Fly Global Girl. Another one is Pilot Van Dam. Uh, and it does sound a little bit creepy. Here's one: Fly Malin. Fly M A L I N. And like I said, they're all models. They're all gorgeous. And um, it's it's just interesting what we choose to uh follow so send me an email to dave ryan at kdwb.com uh okay there was one more thing that i wanted to mention on the podcast this week and i have it in my notes here um oh here it is okay so check this out uh my wife was in the hospital last week and uh, the nurse came in and we were talking to the nurse and you know some nurses are really friendly and warm and some are you know they do a good job and they're kind of you know just clinical doing their job we had a great nurse and uh, She was telling us about how people, and she said younger people, so these are her words, not mine. They don't think that they should have to go through any pain whatsoever. What do you mean by that? She's like, well, people, people come in and get their tonsils out, and they're like 17, 18 years old, and they think that they really should not have to have any pain. They'll demand pain medication. And the more they demand it, the less I give them pain medication, like the opioids pain medication. She's like, hey, take a couple of Tylenol, Tylenol 3 with codeine. That's about as strong as you need. It's not that painful. But some of them insist. And she says they really feel like they have some sort of a right to not be in pain. And I thought that was really weird because pain sucks. Um, uh, my belly hurts all the time. It hurts right now as we speak. And, um, I don't take any pain meds for it. Um, I just, I just don't, but isn't it interesting how people say, think that they shouldn't go through any pain. And she said, some of them say, as she puts the pain meds in their IV, they'll actually say things like shoot it in faster. I get a better rush that way or I get a better high that way. And she's like, screw you. And then she injects it very slowly isn't it awful two things that there's a group of us that thinks that we should not have to suffer pain we are not, we're entitled not to be in pain and if there were a safe easy way to get rid of pain i'd be all for it but outside of your you know tylenols and that type of thing you know the opioids they're i mean awful i've never had them i don't want them and the and the whole opioid crisis And that people want it and aren't fearful of it. Hey, I don't know anything about it, but next time I get teeth pulled, I'm going to Tylenol 3 with codeine, maybe. Maybe just regular old Tylenol. Uh, I had a a nephew, uh, and he got in a motorcycle crash years ago. And they put him in the hospital. They said, we're going to give you this drug and this drug and this drug. He said, nope, I want Tylenol. And that's it. He did not want to get addicted to anything, and he got through it. And he actually turned out to be just fine. Hey, listen, um, uh, check out the book. It's called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. A little shorter this week than we usually do, uh, but I appreciate your time. And you can always go back and listen to other podcasts anytime. And join us next week when we talk about, with Allison, why people follow certain bloggers. What is the fascination and... uh, Maybe you can give me some uh, blogs that you follow and why. Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Have a great week, and spring is almost here, depending on when you listen to this, of course. And we will see you next week on the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Take care.